Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. Lisa, and if you want to catch up with me on Twitter, you can find me at ILTM Podcast. I'm also on Instagram at I Love That Movie Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon, um, Patreon.com/slash I Love That Movie. And if you do sign up for that, you know the show's always free. But if you want a little benefit, uh, you sign up for that, and you get an extra episode every week where I just talk about my weekly roundup of everything that I'm watching, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, I want to take a moment to thank my top patrons, and they are Chris Balga, Jeff Widman, Michael Cross, and Philip Barker. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on. Uh, we also have a Teespring in case you need I Love That Movie swag, and we are on Discord and Facebook. Um, and lastly, I have a website, I Love That Movie Podcast.com. Guys, if you like what you heard today, please subscribe and rate the show. It does help new listeners find us. And I have a new guest with me here today. I have Sarah Taylor, who is the co-host from the SCS podcast. Uh, Sarah, I've podcasted with you a couple of times, but in case somebody on this show hasn't heard you before, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Hi. <laughs> yes, um, this is Sarah Taylor. Um, I'm a mother of two because I talk about my kids very often, especially my older son, which he's 10 and he's kind of like my mini me. So he Aww. watches a lot of um, movies and he's into a lot of the Star Wars and Marvel, DC, any Fortnite, anything and everything. Aww. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are my life. So, yes, I have to, they are in with everything, but. But yes, um, I am one of the, I guess, co-hosts, panelists, whatnot, for the Super, Super Civil Servants podcast. Um, I've got the, I guess, the um, promotion to <laughs> actually being a part of the crowd, being part of the crew, which is really fun. Um, I love those guys. Um, they actually got me in. I started listening to them and I guess I asked so many questions and started having so many um, conversations. They, um, Greg actually invited me onto one of the um, shows and here I am. So Awesome. And I'm actually going to be podcasting with you this Friday. Uh, yes. We're going to talk about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom on there. And I can yes. see listeners probably can't see this, but Sarah has <laughs> an Indiana Jones background on, <laughs> on her Skype call. So um, she's already excited and ready to go with that. So that'll be super fun. I've been on that show a few times. You guys always graciously ask me to come on. And everyone on there is just so much fun. And so I could not wait to have you on my podcast, too. I was like, I want Sarah on here, too. Um, well, thank you for the invitation. <laughs> of course. And so 
you know, if you're just tuning in today, a couple of things. Number one, this is not a spoiler-free show. So if you haven't seen this movie yet that we're about to announce, um, go watch it. And the second thing is my guest always picks the movie. Um, so Sarah, what movie did you pick to talk about today? I picked one of my all-time favorites, the 1989 Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I love this movie. This is one of those movies where it's up there. If it's on, I'm going to watch it. If I'm, I mean, it's crazy. I probably haven't seen it in years, but it's one of those movies like once I see it, I'm like, oh, yes, I remember that. that oh, my gosh. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's such a little cult movie for me. It's fantastic. And then the fact that um, Bill and Ted 3, mm -hmm. um, Bill and Ted's Faith to the Music is coming out, hopefully sometime this year. Um that really got me thinking about it a lot more um, as far as how their third edition for, I guess, the trilogy is yeah. going to mirror the very first one. Because I just, like I told you earlier, I just don't think that move, this movie could release in this day and time. But it's mm -hmm. such a nostalgic movie. It's such an 80s, that 80s to 90 transition. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's hilarious. I it totally just, agree. <laughs> I was asking my daughter with the hairstyles, like, would, do you like the clothes and the hair? She's like, oh, she's said, <laughs> she's like, oh, my, uh, uh, no, oh, I'm like, oh, you just don't know. <laughs> I know. I I feel the same way that when I watch it, I still think they look cool. So I'm like, huh, I'm I'm of the a big time. Hairs, <laughs> the big yeah. hair, the shoulder, like the shoulder pads. I'm thinking, oh man, it look, would like take you two hours to get ready. Oh, it was great. <laughs> Well, before I go further, um, I'm going to go ahead and give a description of the movie. Like I said, no, this is not spoiler-free, but um, in case you're just interested in hearing our review, here is the synopsis of the film. So Bill, played by Alex Winter, and Ted, played by Keanu Reeves, are high school buddies starting a band. However, they are about to fail their history class, which means Ted would be sent to military school. They receive help from Rufus, played by George Carlin, a traveler from the future where their band is the foundation for a perfect society. With the use of Rufus' time machine, Bill and Ted travel to various points in history, returning with important figures to help them complete their final history presentation. Um, and, you know, it's as wacky as it sounds. I mean, there's just no... <laughs> <laughs> the plot is not hugely important other than I think every time some new idea um, is introduced to you, it, it just ups the ante of how ridiculous it is that the the entire fate of the world rests on the shoulders of these two kids. Um, but that's what makes it so amazing. Uh, I, I know, and, and it opens up them playing in the garage. And exactly. Wild stallions! <laughs> and they just try to shred, and it is awful. It's real bad. So that's when, but the opening of that movie is just really awesome too, like the futuristic. And I think, yes, what was it? I like that too. 2688. I believe that's the that's the year that Rufus said. That sounds right. That's what he was from, the year 2688. And talking about how <laughs> great everything, you know, the air's clean, the water's clean, even the dirt's clean. You know, everything was fantastic. It was based on these guys and their music. Mm -hmm. And then you meet them and you're thinking, Wow. <laughs> I didn't quite have too many of those guys in my high school, <laughs> um, but they were like the typical, I guess at that time, the California, because they were San Dimas, California, you know, it was supposed, you know, their setting. Mm -hmm. So it was just really cool. And some of their ideas were just 
super ludicrous, <laughs> but they really weren't that far off point. That was so crazy about it. Yeah, I agree. When when did you first see this movie? Like, did you see this in theaters oh. or on VHS or? If you, I did not see it in a the theater because, like I said, this came out in '89, um, and in '89, I was. Oh, Lord, how much? Well, how much was I? I don't know. I can't do math on that one. Sure, 12, 13, <laughs> something like that. Mm -hmm. So it came out not too long um, before that. And I think I had like rented it because it was either sixth or seventh grade. I can't remember the one, but it was like the last week of school and we didn't have anything to do. And I told, you know, the teachers were like, well, you guys, if you think of anything, you know, movies, games, anything we can do just to kind of bide our time because we finished all our tests and all that kind of good stuff. I told my teacher, oh, I got this great movie. Plus, you know, it's historical. You know, it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be fun. And I, that was hilarious. We watched that movie. And, of course, I um, let my teacher know because I don't think she had seen it before. I'm like, yeah, there might be some <laughs> interesting points or interesting parts. But for the most part, I mean, it was – this is one of those movies where I can't remember the first time I saw it, but I know I've seen it a million times. Same. Like, I it remember – or go ahead, yeah, sorry. It's like, you know, just – even though it was, I guess, what, released in 89, something like that. But, I mean, it was a movie that you watched all through the 90s. I mean, it yes. was just, it just like, carryover. Yeah, absolutely. I have the exact same experience. I saw it a ton of times growing up. And I remember um, I have a really vivid memory of going to California because I have family in California and my parents used to live there. They lived in Florida, California, a couple of places. Um, <laughs> and uh, when they were in California... Um, well, when we we would go there like every two years, uh, me and my either my dad or me and my mom, and they weren't together anymore. But we would go back and visit family. And one time we went back, and they lived yeah, about an hour outside of L.A. But we would often go to L.A. just mm -hmm. to see it and everything. And I remember him taking me to San Dimas. I was like. <laughs> hey, this is where Bill and Ted is. Remember, honey? Like, and he would like drive around and show me like, oh, remember they were there and they were there. So like, to me, you know, this movie just reminds me of all those times I went back to California, like this movie, Back to the Future. There's a few that like specifically remind me so much of California because they took place there and because it was mm. the 80s. And like, I think it was probably still the 80s when I went with my dad. You know, Well, I guess it would have been the 90s by the time this movie came out, um, if we went back after it came out. Uh, but yeah, just a lot of really positive memories. Um, and having that family connection there, it made me feel like I was in some small way connected to Bill and Ted. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's <laughs> so, really cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I, I think the other day I even said, I accidentally said Pasadena, but I think Pasadena is really close to San Dimas or in or San Dimas is in Pasadena. I don't know. I need to look at a map. But <laughs> all those all those places in California kind of blur together because I didn't actually live there. Um, but yeah, so I had a really good experience with this too. And I, it was so fun to watch this movie again and, and also to just do a little bit of research on it because mm -hmm. it's not the kind of movie that you're necessarily jump off and like think, oh my gosh, I want to do tons of research. It's kind of like just a fun movie. So I haven't well, done it time, before. You know, at yeah. the age we probably were when we saw it the first time, you don't think about that kind of thing. Yeah, you just think, oh, well, this is a cool movie. Scenes. It's not until you get older that you want to... You know, don't think about, well, who, what would have happened if, you know, somebody else had been casted? What would have happened if it had a different title? What would have happened? Well, 
I did a little bit of uh, research too, and the thing that really stood out to me was that Bill and Ted were characters like from a stand-up. Yes, from I think the creators. So, because I'm thinking, I'm like, where do these? You don't think about that when you're younger. When you get older, like I said, you start thinking about that. And then, of course, you know, we've we've talked about reviewed movies and just mm-hmm. kind of broke them down, that kind of thing. So then that's when you start thinking about it. And then I'm just thinking, who else? Nobody could have been Bill and Ted. Nobody I know, else. right? Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. They had the the foresight to know that, you know, that even though they did it as a comedy duo, that the mm-hmm. movie would probably have better legs if it was starring these two guys, you know. And I think that that's probably true because I think the writers, um, my husband pointed it out because he was lo- we were like looking, you know, as we were watching, we we're like reading about it too. Yeah. And he <laughs> noticed that uh, that. Um, the writers are in that scene when they're at the ice cream shop. Um, oh, yeah. And they're they, the waiters. Are they the waiters? Yeah, yeah, and they're pretty right. young themselves. You know, they look pretty young. So. I got one funny thing to say about that one scene. My son said, <laughs> there was a Ziggy Piggy. I want to go there and I know, eat that. I would eat that, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. He well, is my child. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sympathize. I love ice cream, too. Um, yeah, and, you know, you, you bring up some quick facts, so I'm going to, I have a little section, too, in my podcast of quick facts, so I'm going to bring up some facts as well. Um, I had that in the original script, the time machine was actually a 1969 Chevy van, but the filmmakers thought that was a little too similar to Back to the Future, which had just come out in 1985, so they changed it to a phone booth. Guess they weren't worried that that mirrored Doctor Who, because probably at the time, not as many people in the U.S. were as familiar with Doctor Who, so... um, and Bill and Ted picked up more historical figures than they did in the final film. I guess there were extra historical figures we didn't get to see. But back to this phone booth thing, there's so many interesting things about that to me. I do think it's good that they did not go with a car because I think everyone would be comparing it way too much to Back to the Future. And it's just such a different movie. Plus, well, a, little, a little more creepier. I mean, you know, yeah. like a bunch of... That's <laughs> true of in a van. Guys, like, just, I I, exactly. <laughs> You'd have to be a different kind of car. Um, <laughs> yeah, and like the phone booth thing, I mean, every time I watch a movie like this, there's even a scene where um, I think Bill says, we're going to reach out and touch someone. Uh-huh. And I'm like, uh-huh. man, people today like would not even know what that meant because like, I can't emphasize enough how important phone booths were. Like I used phones in a phone booth all the time. And, you know, so it's just weird to go back and watch it. And yeah, like today you would definitely think of Doctor Who even Mm -hmm. more so just because there aren't any phone booths anywhere anymore. Oh, no, no. My, my kids wouldn't even know how to use that. Yeah. <laughs> really, what, what, what is this? I think it was a toy. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. I also had that the principal photography was actually completed in 87, but the film's original financiers um, went bankrupt. Mm -hmm. So the film was in danger of being dumped onto cable television until Nelson Entertainment bought the rights in 1988 and released it in 1989. So good thing that happened, because I think (laughs) I, you know, I don't know, would we have all gotten to see Bill and Ted's excellent adventure otherwise? Probably not. Well, it's probably why, because it, what is it, says, supposedly set in 88, but released in 89, but it has more of like an 85, 86 feel. So that makes more sense if they had pretty much finished it up in 87. Yeah. Because by that 89, 90, that little bit of time, it's, 
you still had the teased up hair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you still, but it wasn't quite as obvious. You kind of started, but I mean, I guess with the, because grunge hadn't hit yet, really. Mm-mm. And, you know, the way they were dressed. And like my daughter kept asking me, what is that guy wearing? What's wrong with his shirt? Talking about Bill's Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, Honey, there's not a lot of guys in for. crop tops anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was, yeah, that was hilarious. I also read that in a 1991 interview, Ed Solomon said the characters of Bill and Ted were originally envisioned as 14-year-old skinny guys with lowrider bell bottoms and heavy metal t-shirts who were supposed to be despised by the popular kids at school. But after casting Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, they changed their images of the characters. And he said, quote, once you cast Alex and Keanu who look like pretty cool guys, that would be kind of hard to believe. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I, I do think like part of the movie's charm is just how endearing these characters are. Because I feel like that would be a little too cynical if they were like, not popular and disliked and boohoo, you know, but it's like instead they're actually like two fun, cool guys that also go on to fix the future. Like there's something really happy about that. <laughs> I don't know. And yeah, I think both of them, you know, we were actually talking a little bit before we were recording. You said your your kids, um, especially your, your daughter, didn't find them very cute. And it, that's hard for us to hear growing up in the 80s and 90s. I know. Like. That's like the first movie where you fall in love with Keanu Reeves. And, of course, right. you know, you see Alec, Win- uh, Alec Winter from Lost Boys because I, mm-hmm. I remember him from that, too. But Keanu Reeves, that is – but, again, I think that was another little fun fact, too, that Keanu Reeves was kind of thinking that all through life he was only going to be known as the guy that played Ted. <laughs> that but is until the Matrix. But he just brought that character to life. He did. And another little fun fact was that each of them had, um, what was it, auditioned for the opposite role. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking that would have been, well, I, mean, I guess they would have still been the same, but I don't know. And I'm like, how can it be? <laughs> they were better know. suited to their characters they ended up with, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Um, I also noticed just how young they are. Like, I don't think I realized that. Um but rewatching it, you know, Keanu was only 22 and Alex was 21. So, you know, they were pretty close yeah. to high school age. Yeah, yeah, they have like zero wrinkles. I mean, Keanu aged phenomenally, but okay. <laughs> but it's like they're so young and um, they look like babies in this movie. Like, you know, I, that that surprised me going back and watching it again. I was like, oh, man. Well, you don't realize the the age on this movie. To me, this movie, I mean, other than, you know, like an 80s period, an mm-hmm. 80s period piece. But it just, to me, it's just, it's like an ageless movie. It's, yeah, definitely. It's just so fun, so lighthearted, and it's, you can't help but root for them. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like remembering scenes right now, so it just cracks me up. That's how much I love this movie. <laughs> it That's always so puts good. you in a good mood. <laughs> And the movie was directed by Stephen Herrick, who I don't know a ton about. I know he directed Critters and Mr. Holland's Opus, um, which are both pretty different from this movie. Oh, and The Three Musketeers. Um, So he directed a lot of hits in, you know, the 80s and 90s. so this is this one seems pretty different from those other movies. They're like this is a lot sillier, <laughs> yeah, than like the Mus- the Three Musketeers, um, or even Critters. Um, and certainly less serious than Mr. Holland's opus, but I'm grateful to him that he created this movie too, or directed it as well. So, 
you know, cheers to that. I can honestly say I'm a fan of his work. Um, <laughs> I could go through the whole cast, but I think I think instead of doing that, we should just jump into the favorite scenes because I think like, you know, we talked a little bit, George Carlin's in it, Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, and then everybody else, I think. And, and oh, Jane Whelan, which I think she was oh. uh, with the Go-Go's, Jane of Arc. So I think oh, that's what I band th- she was in with um, Belinda Carlisle. Because I remember there was one time, because I'm thinking, who is this? Who's this chick? I want to know who she is. And that's who she was. I mean, she was one of the rocker chicks. So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's the singing telegram girl in Clue. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that's awesome. Um but um, let's also talk about some of your favorite scenes. Where do I start? I know, like um, the opening scene. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool the way it opens because it's it's so futuristic and and I can't I got to talk about the soundtrack too because oh, yeah. the music in it is really awesome too. It just it really sets the mood. So when you mm-hmm. open up and you have this futuristic, and you're at that time when you're in like the early '90s watching this, you're thinking, oh wow, this is this is cool this is, you know how well they wear and you know this you know this that and other so then and then we see rufus and when you kind of figure out what he's trying to do and what his point is you're thinking okay this is gonna be cool and then you see bill and ted you're introduced <laughs> to them in their garage rock blowing amps so yeah that's that's great and then what's the first thing they say Oh, we're late, late for school. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> so, and then when you go through the school scenes and you're seeing how, you automatically love these guys. When you first yeah. see them, you're just thinking, oh, they're so cute. And then you're, but then you're like, um, really? Really? Is it just <laughs> anything? Okay. Whoa. But <laughs> next time I watch that movie, I'm going to count how many times Ted says, whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Because I can probably estimate around at least 30. <laughs> at least. <laughs> There's a conservative 30, maybe more. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, lo- I love Absolutely. the opening scene, too. Um, it, it, it seems like it's presenting a much more serious film than you're about to get mm-hmm. uh, with the music and, you know, meeting Rufus. And then you're right. It opens right up into the garage scene. And then we see, you know, uh, the fate of the world rests on these two guys' shoulders. And we're just going to see how they get there. You know, we're going to see how they grow as characters. And um, I think... And you're introduced to their logic. Yes, yes. <laughs> because in order to have a successful band, we need Eddie Van Halen. In yeah. order to have Eddie Van Halen, we need to have a triumphant video. <laughs> well, that that whole logic going back and forth... Um, Yes, that that really shows you who Bill and Ted are. Yeah, and you can't yeah. have a low. <laughs> like Eddie Van Halen, I hope you watch this movie. <laughs> it was, oh man, it was great. It was great. Okay. Um, Let's and, see the next. Yeah, I'm trying to think what was the next because there was a lot of scenes I'd forgotten too. Mm-hmm, um, me too. And I think one of the most famous ones is when in class. <laughs> when his, his um, teacher asked him, like, Bill, who's Joan of Arc? No, he asked Bill, who's Napoleon? Mm-hmm. Or you interested? I don't think he actually asked that. I think he said, what was it? Basically, Napoleon was a short, dead dude. Yeah. That- <laughs> and he's like, and you said little Caesar was a salad dressing guy. Or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or it was a salad dressing. Yeah. Guy. Or it was a salad or something like that. And then... um. 
He asked, he asked Ted, who's Joan of Arc? And I told my son at this point, I said, listen to his answer. Listen to his answer. Noah's wife? Oh. I don't think my son understood why I cracked up so hard on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and then I think at that point they realized, yeah, we're going to fail history because we're never going to figure this one out because they had that big... To be honest with you, not to skip forward, but if I had to present a history report like that, I probably would have failed too because my anxiety yeah. would have just gone through the roof. That's That report had high stakes, a giant history report in front of everyone, including your parents. Like, that's, yes. that's not yeah. typical, right? Is that a California thing? Like, I never had to do that. <laughs> I, I don't either. I remember you just wrote something. You, you might have stood in front of the class and maybe said a few things, but that was the end of it. Yeah, this was like almost like a campaign speech. I mean, it was just really serious for like high school. In an auditorium, right? In, like, yeah. <laughs> microphones. And, no, no, no. No. <laughs> But it was just really interesting seeing how, um, oh, and then you're introduced to Bill's stepmom. Yeah, who's like their same age, I'm convinced. <laughs> yeah, because Ted keeps reminding them. Um, yeah, uh, she was a senior when they were as a freshman. And I yeah. think Ted had actually asked her out to prom. And then, <laughs> shut up, Ted. Shut up, Ted. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, the, the family dynamics in that group, it's interesting background of this movie, you know? <laughs> like, it's like, what's going on there? Um, I never thought, I was like, where's Ted's mom? I'm I like, know, they never mention you... either of their mothers, actually. <laughs> I just, I do remember thinking that Ted's dad was like, dude, you are, you just need to calm down. And even, this is way before I was a parent. I was like, you need to calm down. Because you are just freaking out over nothing. I mean, I know. Although I remember growing up and having like boyfriends and friends that are were constantly being threatened with military school. So, <laughs> kind of. I mean, we all knew that one kid that uh, you know that was a ever present danger. But his dad was just too excited, like wearing the hat and like like there's a scene where he's like wearing a hat and like a jacket. I think from the school. Well, he worked in the sheriff's office. Oh, but yeah, he was yeah. wearing a national rifle an nra shirt oh, okay. NRA that's jacket. what it was okay. i had never noticed that i just happened to look and i told my husband i said he's wearing an nra jacket seriously <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> yeah i guess it's just like displaying that he's like he resent he represents like authority like the establishment or something compared to his like slacker son that just could not care less but yeah he like really wanted him to go to military school and it wasn't real clear i mean other than he was going to fail that test but was that going to make them would, not graduate high school or something or just that's what i was thinking yeah. i mean you, you fail history okay i get that <laughs> but i don't think you're gonna straight blunk out of school yeah like i think you could probably take a summer class or something <laughs> but yeah it seemed like it was the last straw for whatever reason and then yeah um you know bill's got this not so great home life with this uh <sighs> Stepmother who is um, very young, young. <laughs> yeah, a little on the yeah. young side, and his dad really seems to prioritize that relationship a lot. Like, he's oh, like, and he's creepy. I, know, oh, I, just, I thought it was creepy then. I still think it's creepy. It's now. worse like, now because you're like closer to the dad's age now, so you're like, that's disgusting. Yeah, and then like he kicks him out of his own room. I'm like, that's what no, like, dude, <laughs> shut up, dude. Yeah. That would be the worst. And then... Those are typical teenage boys. Yeah. Typical teenage boys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. Yes. And then um, 
then just hearing them study, you know, sitting there studying. Oh, yeah. The, he kicks them out of the house, so they have to go to the Circle K and study on the, on the side of the road. Um, so this is yeah, a like high the sidewalk, stakes like, test, but yeah. you have to study on the side of the road. <laughs> like, not, not and they're asking parenting. random people about things. I'm oh, like, yeah. you have your book. Why are you asking other people? I love that scene. He's like, hey, ma'am, do you know who, uh, when the Mongols, uh, or when, when, when the Mongols goes, ruled China? Yeah. And she goes, I just work here. <laughs> oh, I and then that. Bill came back and said like that lady over there in the car, she said, I forgot exactly what it, what it was, but it was. <laughs> some date or something yeah i was like trying to yeah they're just like asking people at the circle k um where and, did I, and i never knew what a circle k was before oh, that really? i didn't have circle k's around here oh, we, well, I mean, we do Texas. now but at that time yeah i mean i was driving but still so i don't know if we have them anymore but we yeah, did in texas a long time ago so i don't know there's a few here in north carolina oh, they, okay. they might be um combination with something else but there are a couple few circle k's because i was like oh (laughs) i get it now (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's all these little like uh regional uh convenience stores but yeah that it must be very prominent in california then uh, because it's a big part of this movie i feel like something is afoot at the circle k one of my favorite quotes (laughs) oh my gosh i think i've used that before (laughs) (laughs) but i like how they're like we're screwed and that's like when the phone booth falls out of the sky and they're just looking up there. One of the first woes of the movie you mentioned earlier. <laughs> and just so funny to this day. And then that's when, you know, George Carlin, a.k.a. Rufus, explains everything to them very quickly and they very quickly accept it. And then, well, especially when their selves show up and basically tell them what to do and yes. one of the greatest one of the best lines too bill what if we're lying ted why would we lie to ourselves <laughs> oh, i wrote that line okay. down <laughs> why would we it sounds so profound almost why would we lie to ourselves <laughs> but if you listen to vocabulary, they use some pretty big words i know I, mean, I would love to know the background of their dialect like was that a thing in the i feel like i was too young to have used any teen lingo in 89 but it feels like they have almost their own language with some of the stuff that they say and it's awesome <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like there's some you know sort of almost cowabunga sounding stuff in there like ninja turtles but they take it a step up i mean they really i think their uh their vocabulary isn't bad yeah times. triumphant most triumphant audacious um, yeah let's see what else <laughs> I don't know, I can't think of some of it because I just remember I written them down. thinking <laughs> like their vocabulary. They can't be that dumb because I mean they're yeah. using these big words, really <laughs> awesome words that you don't really use a lot. So yeah, it's, that's but that's just their appeal. That's just yeah. their charm, I guess. I, it's, <laughs> oh, this movie. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> and I love like you know that he does use future them to explain to past them or whatever but um in most you know time travel movies that's like a huge no-no but this does not hurt the timeline at all in bill and ted so that's different from time travel movies um but very they're they're very yeah they're very blase with the timeline very (laughs) 
there's no concern at all. Like, I mean, he literally says, like, do whatever you want. Like, go back to whatever time you want. And when they show the phone book, too, I was like, do kids know what a phone book is? You know, (laughs) I remember the year that we stopped getting because, like, you know, AT&T or it was called like Southwestern Bell Mm -hmm. used to deliver that giant phone book to your house. And kids um, used to sit on them. At yeah, the table. <laughs> and and like I would look people up in them sometimes. Like, oh, I don't know their phone number, and like look people up and look up businesses. I mean, we didn't have like Google and stuff. And it's just weird to think about now. Like when he shows them that book, that that's a phone book. But uh-huh. somebody watching it today would be like, what is that? <laughs> oh, you know? Oh yeah, so that's, weird because that was. Back then, yeah, I can say back then, you had to know who the parents were because if mm-hmm. it was like your friend, you had to know who their parents were and how it was listed. And there was like a list <laughs> yeah. this long of the same people or especially if you had a crush on a boy or, you know, if you had like um, trying to figure out who they were so you could call them and you had to figure out. Yeah, it's yet. But that's why we're so good at researching people these days, because yep. we learned these back. <laughs> we learned these skills. We've got so the skills ago. now. <laughs> it didn't come easy back then. Yeah. yeah. I remember like looking at pizza places and, you know, <laughs> stuff you like that. You had to know addresses and where things were. You had to read a map. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And then you had to call them and say, what are your hours? Because and you this couldn't is just before. look up their hours either. <laughs> and this is before caller ID. Yep. <laughs> there was a star 69 or what was it where you could call someone back if they called you mm-hmm. yep exactly because you did and that was have... a charge on the phone bill and then your parents mm-hmm. got on you saying what is all these charges for yeah and i always called my parents collect like my dad used to like drop me off at the mall and then he'd be like i'll come pick you up in a couple hours and he'd give and i had a pager and i was like one of the only kids to have a pager at that age but he was just that <laughs> obsessive and um, he'd go, I'll, I'll pick you up in two hours. And then he'd send me little messages on my beeper or he'd beat me to call him. And I'd call him <laughs> collect. And he'd be like, don't call me collect. And I'd be like, well, I don't have a quarter. Like, you guys don't even know how much easier your lives are with these cell phones, man. They've changed everything. But yeah, that's just, there's so much nostalgia in this movie like that. Just like little tiny things that I just really appreciate about well, it. I just I want to talk about the actual historical. Oh yeah, characters. let's let's talk about these historical figures. So when they hit the old west, yes, because I couldn't quite remember what the um, the line or you know the how who came first and whatnot. Yeah. So I remember I remember Billy Kid. So as soon as I saw him, I thought, oh, but that was not a true depiction of Billy the Kid. By yeah, no kidding. Any means whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but that was kind of a, it was like a fun take on a lot of the historical figures because oh, I mean sure. they were character they are they were character caricatures of themselves. It's just um I told my son I was like yeah you about to see Socrates so <laughs> he's like what I'm like Socrates <laughs> he's like oh <laughs> and it, and then it was just like some of the the phrases that were used like mm-hmm. you said earlier you know with the reach out and touch someone because that's an old AT and T. Um, catchphrase, um, which I'm sure a lot of people probably don't remember. Yeah, that probably uh, sounds weird now, but it was like, yeah, exactly. 
it sounds uncomfortable now, but back then it was like, oh, it's the closest thing to being in person, talking to someone on a payphone from really far away or from your house. Exactly. <laughs> like, talking about, you know, like sands through the hourglass. These oh, are the yeah. days of our lives. The days of our Who lives. remembers that? <laughs> right. Yeah, that line, I looked at Nick and I was like, I said the line before he said it. And I was like, oh, man, people don't know days of our lives now either. <laughs> it's just Absolutely. so many things like that. I mean, yeah. and the, cost, the costumes are really great for the yeah, they, um, and the sets figure. too. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Because and then the next one, uh, what was it? I'm to, I can't remember a sequential order, but like Beethoven, I was like Beethoven. Beethoven. I always remember oh, yeah. <laughs> because of them. I'm like Beethoven. yeah, because they're it's looking Beethoven. it up in the phone book, so they're just reading it, <laughs> and so they're just like mispronouncing like all the names. <laughs> Well, we'll go back to Socrates. It's like, oh, Socrates. Okay, that's cool. Man, look it up. It's under Socrates. I'm like, oh, jeez, <laughs> these guys. But and I thought Joan of Arc. That was that was really cool because, I mean, I'm you know, a lot of people didn't know who the actual the story of the actual historical figures, um, mm. unless, um, just like my son was asking, who's Joan of Arc, and I really couldn't give him a in a nutshell who she was, um, you know, other than just a she what was a religious figure you know yeah she burned i feel like she was kind of stuff. inspired by god to lead an army but then i feel like she has a really dark end but i don't remember so i think <laughs> she's burned the stake as a witch yes they, yeah when we we're watching the movie i'm like this is really fun but they're gonna send her back to kind of a dark end <laughs> she was gonna bring back aerobics oh that's right <laughs> so maybe things would have been different <laughs> had aerobics been in play um, I love the aerobic scene too. That's actually a very <laughs> '80s thing, you know. Now, yes, spandex should not go in places that spandex went. It was <laughs> in a mall of all things. I know a class right there in the mall, but I would have been all about it. I had like the buns of steel videos. Do you remember those? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, and if you think you've worked out hard, I don't know. Buns of steel was. It was hard. It was exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Did that with my mom a lot. So (laughs) (laughs) I remember the outfits for sure. And then um, Sigmund Freud, he was, he was a interesting character, character. One day I'll learn how to say that word. (laughs) He was an interesting character for what he, you know, especially he was standing there with that corn because they're talking, he and, he and Bill, uh, so- uh, Socrates and Billy the Kid are in the mall talking to those two girls, and they're giggling and just like, ah, oh my gosh, this is awesome. that's when I asked my daughter about the hair and the clothes, and she's like, ugh. So, <laughs> You're like, um, you don't want me to put Floyd standing there with a corn dog, just kind of just right there, just. Oh, I know. They they put a lot of uh, you know innuendo in there with him. <laughs> it really flew over my head in the '80s. I was telling Nick yesterday that when I was in Austria, I went to the Sigmund Freud Museum. <laughs> I was there for work and I did like a few things on my own and I went to that museum. So it was that, bizarre. That, yeah, <laughs> very interesting figure. Yeah, um, it was it was pretty strange. But it was like, you know, where I was located, it was close by and I was looking for stuff to do because I was there alone. Um, and so I did that. <laughs> And there weren't a lot of people in there, and it was a strange museum, and that's all I remember about it. <laughs> okay, so now let's talk about Napoleon. Yes, the best. He was the very first one they saw, that's yes. right, because he ended up, um, he got hit or something exploded, so he ended up going down the tubes, the, 
time tube, time tunnel. I mean, I don't even know what they're called. <laughs> they don't really explain a whole lot about the time travel. <laughs> you just kind of go with it, I guess. You just know the antenna can be fixed with gum and a tin can. So. Yep. That's all you need to know. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, I guess they, and they were smart guys. They came up with that. They, they fixed did. that. They so. did. They have problem solving skills. Yes, absolutely. But um, <laughs> Napoleon, oh my gosh, he was one, that dude, I kind of tried to look and see if I had recognized that guy from anything else, but I think he was kind of minimal about some of the movies that he was in, because mm. um, I think the guy's actually Australian or from New Zealand or something, something like that, but oh my gosh, he was hilarious, just a little short dead dude. <laughs> Yeah, I love how he just tells his brother, like, hey, Devin, this is a really important French historical dude. You need to watch him. And he's like, okay. And, like, also Napoleon really acclimates himself to yeah. 80s he life water- pretty quickly. He loved water slides. He yeah, loved- he loved water slides. He loved ice cream. You know, he, yes. he wasn't real bothered by being displaced in time. Like, he got along <laughs> pretty well. <laughs> and none of the other characters seem, or the other figures seem like it really bothered them as well I no mean, yeah they weren't overly concerned they it were like seems i'm like, important i get to do these things <laughs> and then also you, you know you had genghis khan so you had socrates you had um sigmund freud which i mean i'm sure he did at some point i would assume in real life understand english um but i mean he was austrian mm-hmm. uh, let's see who else well napoleon french mm-hmm. and uh, you got okay. honest abe you know our president yeah but and then Beethoven, but how many of them that did not speak English? That was interesting how they could communicate even though they didn't oh, speak yeah. English. So just yeah. pluck them out of their timeline, bring them to the 20th century, <laughs> and you can't even speak the language, but yet we're cool. We're yeah. boys. Yeah, I guess if you notice, like only really Abe, Sigmund Freud, Billy the Kid, they were mainly the ones communicating, and the others really didn't. And of course, Beethoven. Was. He loved washing windows. Yeah, <laughs> he enjoyed washing those. <laughs> I don't. This, uh, this, like I said, this is just one of those movies. A lot of stuff it just didn't make sense because <laughs> but you just go with it. Yeah, because there's no way that this would be real life. But it just, it just worked. It just, it was a fun time. It was an interesting take because they did end up with a pretty awesome report. And they did. And I'm I mean, thinking, and I always wondered, how did they pull that together so quickly? Yeah, like 45 I know. minutes. And, it was like and, 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was like, um, yeah, and it ends with, you know, uh, with Abraham Lincoln being like, party on, dudes, which was great. Um, <laughs> I definitely think they deserve an A++ for that. <laughs> oh, yes. And then in the same token, after they pretty much destroyed it, went run amok in the mall, which, you know, at that point in time, the mall was the epicenter of yes. teenage culture. Mm-hmm. So, all right, if we were to learn about Shia San Dimas, let's go to the mall. <laughs> so they wrecked the mall. So they kind of go their own little separate ways. And my son really got a kick out of Genghis Khan with the um, football gear and on yeah. the roller skate and flipping it to the guy because he thought that was fantastic. <laughs> And then when they get arrested, I'm thinking, are those mall cops? Or are they like real cops? Because there sure were a lot of them. Yeah, they were like ready. Because <laughs> it was a bigger city. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. And then when they took him to the sheriff's office, so then you saw 
Ted's dad. Mm-hmm. And of course he's interviewing Abraham Lincoln. And <laughs> it's just like, really? He's like, he's where like, did all these people to... come from that think they're historical figures? <laughs> and at this point in this scene, this is where they start really using the time travel thing because, yeah. okay, well, we can go back and then I can put the keys here and we'll, where are we going to put them? Oh, we can put it right here. Oh, here they are. And then Ted's like, I guess I did steal my dad's keys. <laughs> and then when they're trying to get everybody out with, and the tape recorder, that was hilarious too. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, we'll take a tape recorder and we'll put it over there. Well, what do I say? And it just starts playing. Oh, okay. And it's just like they think it and it happens. And it's. <laughs> and people today would be like, what's a tape recorder? I'm oh, like, oh, geez. yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, uh, it's a little thick cassette. Oh, no, I can't. That's, that's oh, another. And, and what about the princesses? We haven't talked about the princesses yet. I did not like them then. Oh, really? Don't like them now. Oh. And I didn't like any girls that were all about Bill I Ted. Gotcha. <laughs> like, like, You're like, young girl competition. I'm like, Ted is like my, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. Stay yeah. away. Stay away. And he was the main one after them, too. Um, Ooh, when, I'm in love. No, you're not. No, you're not. You just Get met out. them. You just <laughs> met them. And they're very game, too. Probably because their life back then would not have been that great, even as princesses. Like, hey, do you want to leave here and go to San Dimas in the 80s and be part of a band? It's like, mm, that sounds a little better than what I got going on here. So, yeah, introduced to the mall and credit cards. Yeah. I didn't have credit cards. I don't know about anybody else. I, I didn't know, have credit cards then. I didn't have a credit card. <laughs> No way. And by the way, you got to pay those back. <laughs> well, they came, you know, I guess, I guess their father was a king, I'm oh, assuming, yeah. because he did wear the crown at one point. Oh, yeah. Because don't they say like Henry VIII or something? I can't remember, but. Yeah, I can't remember. That probably just glossed over me, too, because, you know, they were like, I think everything else glossed over them, too, because they're like, put them in the Iron Maiden. <gasps> Our maiden, you know, <laughs> just like execute them, like, and they don't <gasps> even explain, like, okay, when they're about to be killed, the executioners suddenly let them go, and it's actually Socrates and uh, Billy the Kid, Billy the kid. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, wait, how did, how did that happen? <laughs> it's like, don't worry about it, they just leave. But you can say at, within that time frame, that was probably like the one like semi sad part, yeah, because when they're. <laughs> I can imagine them in a a suit of armor. Oh, my gosh. It'd probably be like my son and my husband in a suit of armor. They probably would have done the same thing because they were pretending like they were in a lightsaber duel. Yeah. You're not my father. You know, just my son. He picked up on that real quick, too. (laughs) But um, then they fought, and then Ted falls down the stairs, which is like the the spiral staircase. Which is a great scene, too. He falls for a really long time. I yes, forgot about like, that. Dad, <laughs> like, 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 dude, dude. And then when he sees him at the foot, he sees like when the soldiers put a sword through the breastplate. And of course, I'm thinking, that's not a very good suit of armor because if it goes through it that quick, that's, you know, that easily. <laughs> Has some blind spots. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, and then Bill's like all upset. He's like, oh, it's like, dad, it's like, Ted, don't be dead, dude. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, because. You first see that, you're thinking, oh. And then um, it seems like, I wonder if my son or my husband asked me, he's like, did you really think that was, you know, that had happened? I'm, I'm thinking, well, 
No, because it's too early in the movie for something like that to happen. <laughs> True. You know, you know, you have like 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 typical formula of movies. So then Bill gets all mad when the other um, soldier comes in. So he goes running blindly at him, thinking he's going to take him out. And, of course, he falls down, and he's about to be steer- impaled, too. And the next thing you know, here comes Ted and smacks the guy with, like, a big old mutton chop or whatever it was. <laughs> it was, I, like... <laughs> he was like a piece of meat. And then yeah. Ted says, oh, yeah, I fell down. When I fell down, I fell out of my armor, which makes zero sense. Absolutely. <laughs> But makes me laugh every time he says it. Like, I don't know why, but that scene, that line is just funny to me. He's like, I fell down, and then um, I fell out of my armor. And I'm like, what? Okay. okay. I, I, mean, I accept it. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, they're going through time in a yeah, phone booth. There's okay, a lot I'm of good stuff with that. They don't explain, so it's fine. But it was really cute then, too, yeah. because you could show that they, they really, they were boys. You know, yeah. they really, it wasn't just a, you could tell they had a connection, and they were really, that even despite all their adventures and all this kind of stuff, you know, there was kind of guys that they were in it for each other. I mean, they mm-hmm. were, it wasn't just a surface type thing. So they were like really cool. Then let's say what else? And like I said, then they go find the princesses because they'd only seen them from afar. And then they're giggling. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking, Oh, I don't like you. I don't like you. That's probably the only part of the movie. I don't like, I don't like you. <laughs> I don't <awesome>. like you. <laughs> And then they meet the princesses, and then, of course, they see the the king, and they're like, ooh, royal ugly dude. I'm thinking, that's perfect thing to say to somebody right there that has, you know, the power to say, just kill you. That's Right. Yeah, they didn't think that through. <laughs> it takes a dark not. turn after that, yeah. But then, of course, they make their escape, and at this point, when they finally are going through the opening... The one night was swinging the mace and hit the antenna. Oh, so yeah. That that's the how antenna it was broken. Mm-hmm. So they're like freaking. And plus, I'm like, how are you? Number one, how do you fit all these people in this phone booth? And number <laughs> two, you're just like basically bobsledding down these tubes because mm-hmm. it's like open and everybody's just, oh, this is great. And, <laughs> that's different from Doctor Who, you know, inside the phone booth. It's not really expansive in there. It's just a phone booth. So you're right. They right. don't really explain how everyone fits in there but then oh and then that's that at that point is when they meet their past selves future self past selves that's right yeah and then it was really funny because they had their same um back and forth and and i I think what bill said this conversation makes a lot more sense now (laughs) (laughs) okay it's like i have more info now (laughs) yeah exactly we're just like okay this makes a little more sense and then you see their past sales over there looking like what is going on so it's just the point of views that change back and forth it's that's really comical as well yeah that's a fun part of the movie for sure (laughs) (laughs) and then that's when they realize that they only have rufus reminds them that they only have or they don't have much time left and oh yeah because he told them to wind his watch which is another thing i don't think people really need to wind their watches so much anymore no but you used to have to Yes, absolutely. And if you didn't, it was just, yeah, it yeah. just, you were just going to be late. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> but then when they came back and then that's when they had to come back and find Napoleon because kind of find out yes. that's when his brother had ditched Napoleon. He was like, and why did so, you ditch Napoleon? He was a dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, wasn't that wasn't wrong. that part, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're like censoring it. But even going through the, um, the adventures Napoleon had, in that 
bowling alley when he rolls and falls and just <laughs> makes this explicit and it's just like shit, 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 shit. I'm like, oh my god. That's one thing that was burned into my brain. That was like one of the funniest things as a kid because I'm like, oh, it's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Oh also like that um, the the little brother. I mean, he really he takes Napoleon all over the place. Yeah, I mean, he takes him bowling. He takes him to eat ice cream. All you know, everywhere. And uh, he's got a little crew of those girls. Yeah. you know, you notice. I noticed <laughs> yeah. that some like he hangs out with like three girls. It's just him. He's like a little ladies' man. Um, and they just all accept it too. They're like, yeah, you know, Napoleon's hanging out with us today. Um, just the funniness of that scene and then the other scenes too. It's like really good. The mall parts are like some of my favorite parts of the movie. I don't know. Being his age, if I saw some guy in my house dressed like that, I, I don't know if I would really. I think that, I call 911. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the time set now because I mean, I guess now we're just a little, a little more cynical, a little more suspicious of people. I would hope. You know, I guess yeah. you always think worse. He's like, okay. And like Ted gave him money. It was funny. Did you notice that? He like gave him this lot of money, but then he took some back. <laughs> He's like, I don't have that much. Exactly. <laughs> He's on a budget. But um, but then when they had to go back and find Napoleon, they're standing there like talking, you know, fussing at his brother's like, how could you leave him? He's like, oh, God, he was like stupid. I was like, yeah, we just like straight ditched him. And then they're thinking, they're standing there thinking, okay, well, if I was a French general, where would I go? And they're like, Waterloo. I'm like, of course, that's exactly where a displaced French general would go. Absolutely. (laughs) And that was, but then again, I'm thinking at these water parks, if I saw a guy walking in wearing that. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that get up was. (laughs) I kind of questioned that myself Mm -hmm. because I'm like, it. Because I don't know if that's appropriate. Because it's not appropriate when, attire for the water park. No, absolutely not. Because that stuff gets awful thin when it gets wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he goes through. He finally goes through the, the goes down the first slide, and then he loves it and all this, and he's knocking kids out the way, actually picking kids up and taking them. I'm just thinking, oh, you're this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. <laughs> this is again where the authorities might get involved. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But then of course they find them and they take them back. And, um, at that point is when you see the station wagon. And I mm-hmm. told my son, I said, this is, he's heard this term before, but we've never told him exactly what it was. So this son is what I call a grocery getter because this <laughs> is what you rode. Cause everybody want to ride in the back seat that was facing the opposite side. Uh-huh. And it usually had the door that opened up all the way. And, you know, it wasn't up like normal vehicles now. Yeah. It was like an actual door that opened up. Okay. Because I remember in eighth grade, there was a a friend of ours that he, his parents had one. Uh-huh. And he would pick us, he was in high school. He was like a couple years old, older than us. So he'd already had his license. So he would come pick us up at school and everybody would pile in and he'd leave the door open. He's like, watch this. He'd like speed up and then like slam on brakes and it would like close. <laughs> but um but i'd always call you know tell my son about like what grocery getters with the station wagons and all this he kind of looked at it like um no so you want me to get a car like this no he's like no no mom no <laughs> yeah, exactly he's like uh no i don't think so. i'm fine with that and then you got napoleon trying to skis in um missy which is mm-hmm. the stepmom I'm thinking, is anybody not going to try skis in on this lady? Because... I know this poor woman. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't realize it. She's just. No, she's kind of oblivious. She's wearing 
When she walks into the auditorium, I'm oh, like, who wears? It's like the whole back is out. I'm thinking, who wears that? <laughs> Again, this uh, <laughs> this performance, I guess, uh, report <laughs> that the entire town seems to be at. <laughs> and it was so really funny hearing the other um, the other students give oh, their reports yeah. because, like, the first girl, she was talking about Marie Antoinette, and then the second guy, he obviously a football player because I'm thinking this dude has lost a few brain cells yeah. because he ends it with Sandy was up on rocks. Yeah. And everybody and I'm like, okay. <laughs> but you always had that. You always had that one guy. Yeah. You always had those, you know, there's one or two guys that were like that. <laughs> and, and just looking at the audience and seeing those people I'm thinking, Oh, thank you that that fashion went away from here. <laughs> I don't think we could have survived that, that next <laughs> I don't think we could have survived that. No. Mm-hmm. no. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, they aced their exam. I mean, they aced their report. They got through it. They had a pretty pretty cool um, report. Billy Kid gave a pretty cool introduction, um, which he shot out a light, which I thought that would probably kind of shut down anything and everything this day and age. You would think, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But then again, they may have thought it was a prop. True. Because I don't think they really realized that these were the actual historical Hey, these are those guys that we almost arrested yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) They don't notice that. Yeah, and you have Abraham Lincoln, you know, kind of giving like a little pseudo speech on, in your auditorium, you know, Mm -hmm. the, one of the greatest presidents, you know, from their introduction. And you don't realize, and everybody's just like, okay, this is cool. And of course, then when he ends it with the party on dudes that, you know, everybody erupts, everything's great. And of course, then they leave, everybody piles back in to, and then how did they get the setup, Beethoven set up with all the um, organs and synthesizers? <laughs> they just, they just had that at the, the back of the grocery cutter on the way from the mall. I mean, what's going on here? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's, logic was not very logical in this movie yeah but like i said that was that was what's so fun about it it's just the ridiculousness the if these things really happen but i mean that was to me that's what a movie's all about Mm -hmm. you know i love movies where yes it may be a little ridiculous it may be a little crazy but when you from start to finish you actually enjoy yourself you feel good yeah, this no. movie does make me feel good. I totally agree. It's such a positive vibes, like, the whole time. <laughs> the the <laughs> stakes don't feel too high. They feel, you know, manageable. And then and it they, just ends positively. And how many movies are there where, literally, you think about the movie, or, you know, you just say one thing, and then you start giggling. Yeah. You just yeah. start laughing because you think about something else that's just... <laughs> I mean, it's that's, that's what's so great about this. And I think we need mo- more movies like this. And I'm hoping yeah. that's what... Bill and Ted Three will be all about. I'm hoping it'll kind of bring that that goofiness. That I don't really want to say uniqueness because at that time that's when Polly Shore was was popular. That was because yeah. um, I think at one point I think he was up for one of the roles. Oh really? He was considered for one of the roles, and obviously, you know. But I think he was coming in off of his um, MTV. Mm-hmm. Yes, when MTV was real. Yeah, that was when it was at the height, I think, of yes. how powerful it was. It was a yes, big force absolutely. of teen what, culture. It was, actually, 
you know, it was actually music videos and it actually was about music. It wasn't reality shows and yeah, that's when it was really fun. But that was that time. Yeah. That was, that was about that time, probably a few, maybe about mm, when you got a little further, like maybe 92, 93, 94 is when it shifted like that. You know, mm-hmm. Polly Shore kind of came out of his, um, because that whole, not really surfer dude, but just, whoa, and dude, and, you know, awesome, and all that kind of thing, that was really popular. Mm-hmm. So, But, I mean, I mean it, it worked for them. It worked for them. It was, it was their charm. It was their like their little way of life and in essence it worked because they were a lot brighter than they came off to be yeah um you know because anybody well if you think any completely sane person would not have stepped into a phone a time machine <laughs> phone booth and just snapped up random historical figures and used them for a history report <laughs> probably not so i mean that's that's what's so fantastical about it and it yeah. is a little sci-fi-ish I yeah, it's a little sci-fi. It's sci-fi. a little sci-fi. Yeah. Um, and it appeals to the history buffs, too, even though it's not correct. <laughs> it's not, like, it's not accurate. accurate. Yeah, but it's but fun. It is still fun. It's still a fun take on mm-hmm. it. So. But, and then, of course, at the end, when they came in, Rufus came and saw them. And they did have a little profound moment as well because mm-hmm. they were trying to play. They changed their clothes, which I don't know how I felt about the Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> well, hey, you're getting into the 90s, and then Hawaiian yeah. shirts start to get, by the late 90s, the yeah. Hawaiian shirts were a big deal. <laughs> they were, they were. But um, once you get to that point, they'd had a little profound mo- moment where they're just like jamming and shredding, and then Ted's like, dude, maybe, he's like, yeah, we had a, a triumphant, um, what how do you say it? Like a triumphant report. You know, we did we got an A plus and you know, we did all these great things and you know, here we are, you know, our music is supposed to heal the world or whatever. It's like maybe we and then I think Bill's still like, We need to end a Van Halen. And Ted's like, uh, maybe we need to learn how to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that they get all the way to this point in the movie and that's when they realize they should actually learn how to play these instruments. <laughs> that's yes. the best. And then you had that profound moment, and then it just gets blown, just thrown straight out the window. Because yeah. Rufus shows up. He's like, hey, guys, how's it going? And then the princesses show up. And it's, and then Rufus wants them to sign this. I'm assuming it's kind of like a CD case. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like a moving type thing, which also I thought, too. I'm like, if you're going to have these guys that are so prolific, so groundbreaking, why are they just wearing trench coaches? Trying trench <laughs> because that just looks weird so um high <laughs> fashion that um i know future but then is. yeah exactly so then you have the princesses and they're all like oh he must like oh, can i just fast forward this part <laughs> i love that you hate the princesses this is <laughs> it's the best oh, great on me i don't know i'm just like no i think <laughs> it was just because it was just such a it was so quick to happen, you know, like a love at first sight type deal. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. We know that's, we know, we all know that's real. So, um, and then when Rufus asked him to sign that, he's like, yeah, can you sign this for my kid? You know, he, you know, loves you guys, this, that, and other. And then he's like, then you can have this princess's son because they're in the band too. At that point, you're like, yep, right out the window. 
Yep, no, no way. <laughs> and then plug, and then he gives him the guitars, which at that time those were like popular guitars, like the yep. headless little teeny tiny V shapes. I mean, I do remember those. I mean, of course they look more like toys than guitars because <laughs> you're like, okay, whatever, maybe it's a futuristic deal. I don't know. So then they plug everything up, and you know it's going to be bad because then they just roll across the knobs and just you know just let's turn it all the way up. Yeah. And then, um, and let's talk about the clothes that the princesses were wearing. <laughs> yeah, like, even the prom clothes, I was like, wow. But, I mean, it it was a different time. I think by the time, you know, yes. I was going to prom and stuff, it was, I mean, what I wore at prom was awful, but let's <laughs> talk about that either. But um, it was different than that. <laughs> I just don't remember, like, it being too frilly. I just remember, well, I guess with time for me for prom it was all about the sequins sequins mm. we're gonna have sequins but yeah for me it was like, like grunge it was very grunge mine yeah. my dress was very <laughs> like a lot of velour and a lot of uh-huh. dark greens and just things that i wouldn't pick today <laughs> yes yes absolutely absolutely yeah. i mean i don't like i said we i guess it was more like the straight up sequin pageant dresses was more popular See, I'd be about more the time. into that actually than <laughs> what I ended up going with. <laughs> but then it's like then you had them play. Mm-hmm. Or before that, Rufus, he like riffed on like Oh yeah, he's um, like amazing at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're just like, whoa. It's like, uh, dude, you sure you don't want to be a part of our band? <laughs> you could help us maybe some lessons. Yeah, exactly. So and then you have everybody playing and it's just an absolute massacre to your ears. <laughs> You're just like, and then, what was it after that? I guess because Rufus had a really cool. He had he had some really good dialogue in this movie. Yeah, he did. Because it was really it's to kind of give you an idea of what their utopia was, the futuristic utopia of what twenty six eighty eight. Thinking, wow, is the Earth planet still going to be around by then? That would be fantastic. <laughs> Right? We get our stuff together by then. That would be nice. <laughs> yes. And then, and then, like I said, the music throughout, um, mm-hmm. like with the opening scene, that really gets you, that really gets you st- going and started because it's like a typical 80s type. It felt more like an 80s. But yeah. one of the really cool things, I don't know if you remember this band, Nelson. They're mm-hmm. actually twins. They were actually the sons of Ricky Nelson from... I don't know oh, if you remember okay. him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Awesome here, that kind of, yeah, I'm going way back. <laughs> well, Nelson was they were really popular in the nineties. They had um an album After the Rain. Okay. Um they were like these blonde these blonde twins. Mm-hmm. And they were really popular. Um like the hair I don't really want to say hair band or glam or anything like that, but um but when I was looking back at the soundtrack, just because I always I always like looking at the soundtracks, you know, seeing who mm-hmm. the artists are and that kind of thing. One of the songs, um, I think it was at the very end the um, two heads about two heads are better than one. Yeah, it was actually gave credit to a band called Power Tool, but an S. But that was actually Nelson. That was one of their. Oh, it's, I can't remember exactly the details of it, mm-hmm. but I thought, oh man, that's like really cool because it's, to me, I think it's really awesome when you have a soundtrack from a movie and you know who the artist is yeah. and that kind of thing it gives you a little more connection to a film sure um it's one of the most i think one of my favorite songs in that movie was when bill and ted 
their present selves came into the futuristic. Yeah, to, yeah. to that whole area or whatnot. We had like the the. I don't even know. I don't even know who they were. Never like really said who they were or something. Yeah, yeah it was something like, <laughs> and they were like floating. Yeah, and they're just like, okay. and that song in the background for me, it just that is like the movie I, or the song. If I hear it, that's what I yeah. think about. I, I automatically think about that scene because me too. It's, yeah, I don't really know how to describe it because it's like I said, it's a typical '80s sound, and it's not yeah. really anybody that I recognized. But that was where music really kind of set the tone for that scene. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I do think and of that scene, and I thought about that last night, too. Mm-hmm. Because especially when they come out, and, you know, Bill's like, oh, you know, this, this is great music. And I guess within the construct of the movie, that is their sound. That is yeah. their music. Yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah. How harmonious and, you know, everything it was. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's cool. Because if you think about it, if music is supposed to – bring everybody together obviously you want to have a pretty decent soundtrack yeah that's true <laughs> absolutely so, which is kind of cool because the third film faced the music so. oh that's true yeah maybe they're finally yeah because maybe Bogus it takes Journey, them that long to have their album <laughs> yeah because Journey kind of went off the rails from the music thing even mm-hmm. though it did kind of bring it in a little bit it just kind of went a little further off the rails it does yeah yeah, I enjoy the sequel, but it, it's different. <laughs> this yes, movie. absolutely, and that, yeah. and that would be a discussion for another day because yeah. that's on the playlist next. Because my son asked me, he said, because he's like, "Is there another one?" I'm like, "Yes." He's like, "Can I watch it tomorrow?" If I didn't have to work, we would have, but <laughs> I don't know how he how he would feel about that one because, like I said, it's a little bit different. It's a little darker. The yeah, there's some darker scenes in it for sure. That's yeah. like a little scarier. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. But like I said, that'll be a discussion for another day. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, since we're kind of at the end of this movie, I do have a couple of quick questions for you to kind of wrap up. And the first okay. one is, um, you know, we've we've kind of spent this time revisiting this, but if you had to summarize it, why do you think you've seen this movie so many times? You know, why do you, why do you love it so much? Number one, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> he's high on your list i mean those princesses aside he could I'm have been sorry, they just they just not they're just mm-hmm. not up to my standard they, they, <laughs> they, no no and i didn't like the princess in the second movie either yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just one of those movies it was of that time you know being a young um adolescent pre-adolescent into adolescence you know obviously if you have cute guys as the main that's going to pull your focus into it right um like i said it's like with with alec winter in lost boys you know lost boys you know that's another fantastic movie mm-hmm. um that and it's that's the drawing that's like the what first draws you to it yeah but then when you actually watch it and me being a history buff as well the history aspect of it was pretty cool too because anytime you have a movie where you're going back and back in time that's always going to be it's that's just going to be a fun time it's gonna yeah be fun, i agree it's gonna be a fun movie it's gonna be lighthearted. it's just something that you can watch over and over again and plus you go back and say okay what did i miss yeah that's you know, true there's certain things that you know like you said innuendos or if there's certain characters certain scenes certain dialogue certain things they say and then what pulls me back to it so many other times or is 
And like I said, it's the nostalgia. Yeah. It, remind, it reminds me of a fun time, especially Same. me growing up, because I wasn't too far off, too far away from these guys yeah. as far as age. Or, you know, that time. I mean, I remember things of that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just hoping when my kids growing up, you know, they'll come across movies and stuff that kind of, when they get older, it'll kind of pull them back. And, you yeah. know, like I said, the nostalgia where you remember things of a different time. And it's, mm-hmm. I know it sounds so crazy because I remember my parents talking about that. Look, my mom, she's of the age, she actually took a photo of herself watching the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show the first nice. time. Nice. That's cool. Because yeah. her family actually had a black and white TV. So I was like, yeah, can't touch money. I don't know what happened <laughs> to it, but ooh. So, I mean, you know, and she sees things like that, and that reminds her of a different time. And Yeah. So when I see Bill and Ted or movies of this genre, it just reminds me of a fun time. You're thinking, oh, man, those. Those like, were the days. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. I mean, like we've talked about at the beginning, I it's a very nostalgic film for me. I think I was um, maybe a little younger than the characters in this film, but you were too, 12 or 13. Um, yeah. uh, we were both kind of too young to be them specifically, but that's like the age when you really connect with the like people a little bit older like I feel like a lot of teen movies are really aimed at people that are like right under that teen age so mm-hmm. I definitely uh you know felt a lot of you know whatever kinship or whatever you want to call yeah, it exactly. with them <laughs> um and I don't know now when I look back at it, it it does feel like such a time capsule I mean it's just so 80s that it's fun to watch for that reason too. And they couldn't have known that at the time that it was going to, you know, it's kind of like Ghostbusters or back to the future. It's like, this is like so eighties when you go with the mall and just so many different parts of it um, and just makes it so wonderful to revisit. What, what is your like theater pitch or your, your elevator pitch that you would give uh, to somebody that hasn't seen this movie before? Oh my goodness. Probably. Um, you're looking for a great time adventure with a little bit of history sprinkled in with some really cute guys (laughs) always interesting um (laughs) situations where you just don't want to think hey this is a perfect movie perfect popcorn movie sit back and just have a good time i think it'd be kind of a cute date movie too to be honest with me (laughs) I had such a blast rewatching it last night. You know, um, we were just like, man, I love this movie so much. And but I was I, watching I want... it with my kids. Yeah, that's and so that's sweet. What, that's what's so crazy, too. Yeah. You probably never thought thought about that when you were young seeing no. it. You're like, someday I'll watch no. this with my children. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's I, amazing. No, because I've been trying to get them to watch that for the longest time. But now they're to the point where they will watch. And then, like I said, my son only knows Keanu Reeves because of john wick which he hasn't seen the movie like i said it's only from the Fortnite skin <laughs> but still i'm like because that's what he says like keanu reeves oh it's john wick no son it's keanu reeves it's john wick okay fine whatever <laughs> you're like you, we've got a lot of movies you need to watch yes <laughs> you gotta exactly. watch speed you gotta watch you know, uh, I know point break yeah <laughs> yeah so you know just getting his spin on it is really mm-hmm. cool too because it kind of makes me think about what i remember you know, what stands out, like the things that he would say, you know, what stands out to him and, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. So it's really cool through the eyes of children. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. Um, this is super fun. You definitely have to come back and do the sequel. Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Where can people find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at MyLadyKitten. Um, I pop up every now and again. Um, and also, you can find me on Friday nights. And sometimes you can find Lisa as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's on the Super Civil Servants podcast. Mm -hmm. um, that's with Greg and Nathan um, and Chris and Travis and and now me. So Yeah. And then, of course, I can't forget Katie. She's there as well. So. Yes. But, um, yeah, that's for the most part, and I'm really excited, and thank you very much for the invitation, oh, because this is the second, po or the second podcast I've been on. So that's oh, awesome. Like well, thanks Yay. for coming on. It was really fun, and I'm just so glad you picked this movie, and yes. hope to have you back soon. So I had, like I said, I had two good choices. You did. You did. So I, I liked both husband, of them. I said, which, I said, which one should I? He kind of looked at me, and then I said, Bill and Ted. He's like, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya. Bye.